I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The Outer Sanctum is recorded on the lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. We pay our respect to their elders past and present. History of the AFL. In from the side, Houghton. She was surrounded by blue jumpers. Welcome to the fifth quarter for another week. I'm Lucy Race and today I am joined by Nicola Barr. Nicola was the number one draft pick in the inaugural AFLW draft going to the GWS Giants where she continues to play. The former Moston medalist has been an integral part of that team and is now part of the leadership group. Nicola is no stranger to the microphone. You may have watched her highly entertaining videos called The Source Bar via the giant social media accounts, and last year she took up some commentary opportunities too. She is now lending her voice to the Campaign for Climate Action, and it is my absolute pleasure to welcome Nicola to the Outer Sanctum. How are you? Hey, Lucy. Thank you so much. I'm very good. Looking forward to chatting today. I was actually listening to the podcast that you guys did with Chloe Dalton recently, who's obviously just come up to the Giants. So um, yeah, excited to chat today. And I think Chloe's into the leadership group too, isn't she? She is. She is. Um, We're actually both working at the club leadership group together and obviously playing on field. So I suspect we're going to become pretty close over the next year or so. Well, you two will be a force to reckon with on and off the field, I would imagine. Firstly, can I just say we're sorry to hear about your shoulder injury and that you're going to miss a bit of pre-season while you're in rehab. How are you feeling? Yeah, look, oh, these things happen when you play a contact sport, I guess. Um, I'm feeling a bit disappointed having, you know, gotten the injury. I've not had a great run of injuries, but, you know, it's always, I know this sounds probably very corny, but an injury is always a good opportunity to become a better athlete. So, um, yeah, trying to get nice and strong and and ready for round one, hopefully. Um, We'll see how we go. We'll cross our fingers for you. So the team is back training now. And after, you know, being in lockdown for quite a number of weeks, how's everyone feeling? Yeah, it was obviously a pretty um, funny time in Sydney. We had about four months of lockdown. Not, not, not that I should really be saying that to someone who's in Melbourne, but yeah, obviously a little bit of an interrupted off season. We weren't able to play or finish off our club football season, which a lot of girls will go in and compete in during the AFLW off season. However, we still were able to do a little bit of training. A lot of us live kind of close together as well, so we could train in small groups and and all that kind of thing. So, yeah, it was a bit of a challenging period, but we're all super happy to be back at the club training as a group and and loving pre-season so far. And I guess I speak on behalf of all AFLW fans when I say how happy we are to see that Bridstack is back to play with you guys this season. What's it going to mean to have her back? Oh, it's absolutely huge. We actually were surprised by Brit at the club last night because she just got out of quarantine on time 
Uh, we were in the middle of an education session and she she walked in with her little son, Ogi, um, who's very, very cute. But we are so excited to see what Staki is going to bring to the side. She's one of the most determined people I've ever met. Um, and she's just going to be a force to reckon with. So I, I can't wait to see her see her on the field and just to have her as a teammate. She brings such good energy to the group. Oh, well, we all wish her well. Now, you've lent your voice to two projects aimed at climate action, the Cool Down and the AFL Players for Climate Action. Can you mm-hmm. tell us about these projects and what they're trying to achieve? Yeah, definitely. So obviously the AFL Players for Climate Action group has just launched about a week ago now. And it's really a group of AFL and AFLW players who want to do more to tackle climate action. We're definitely not saying that we're climate experts or scientists or anything like that. But I think a lot of us, what's really resonated over the last couple of years is how we've been impacted as footballers because of climate change. I look at the last few years and I think about games being delayed because of extreme storms for us in Sydney. Obviously, the the bushfires over the 2019 and 20 season as well were were very impactful we were training in some pretty poor air quality conditions but even as an AFLW player we're obviously playing over the summer months and it's getting very very hot for players but also for our supporters as well and you know when I then look to grassroots levels of football too or any sport for that matter it's getting so hot and you can't train and play sport easily in those conditions you know I look at the forecasted conditions for the future and it's going to be like you know 50 degrees if we don't try and do something about it now so I think really the group is aimed at I guess trying to encourage positive change towards the government and and trying to really get a strong message out there that climate action is urgent because things are going to continue to worsen if we don't take that action now. And with the the cool down, so that's a a broader project Mm -hmm. with athletes from a number of different sports. Will the two groups kind of be working together? So the cool down was basically a campaign with an open letter to the country and the government, I guess, about what we want to see as athletes. And that was really in terms of being able to reduce our emissions by 50% by 2030 and reach net zero before 2050. That's really what the open letter and I guess the cool down is all about. And obviously, like you said, it's got lots of different athletes from all sports on board. And I think both what the cool down and, and that open letter and the group AFL Players for Climate Action are trying to do is use and leverage our ability as athletes to try and get a really strong positive message out. People look to athletes, particularly in Australia, as real role models and I think we can have really positive messages that we put out to supporters and fans and people who are getting into the game that maybe don't see things in a certain way and they look to athletes for what their messaging is and what their beliefs are and I think you know, no matter what, what your profile is, big or small, I think if we can try and, and spread a positive message or, you know, get something out there that's important, that's really what both of, you know, both the cool down and the group AFL for players, for bleh, what a t- tongue twister that one is, AFL players for climate <laughs> action is, is trying to do. So how are you working with clubs and with the AFL? What sort of things are you, are you trying to, you know, changes are you trying to bring about? Well, I guess it's all a work in progress at the moment and there's definitely things that are being put into place and and different examples that we're looking to from overseas and in different sporting clubs and really that process of talking to the AFL, talking to clubs and also working closely with the AFL Players Association is going to be really key in terms of 
working out how we best create change and, and create positive change. But I think before we do anything more official, it's really about spreading the word and encouraging positive action. So I guess for me, you know, you can do very, very small things at your own club and that's definitely what I'm trying to do at the moment in terms of saying, hey, guys, there are these, there are these webinars that you can jump on if you need to. And then also just looking at little things at the club. So, for example, when we get sent our training kit, it gets sent in soft plastics, which can be recycled. So instead of all the girls just ripping their training kit out, chucking everything in the bin, really educating people and being like, actually, we can recycle this plastic. Let's collect it all together. I'll go drop it off or you can go drop it off wherever at the closest recycling point. So I think at the moment, whilst we're definitely working towards some some set in stone actions that we can hopefully drive a little bit more as clubs and also hopefully at the AFL one day. Right now, it's really about starting that messaging and doing small things at at the club that can Mm -hmm. make a difference. Yeah. I mean, I think you're right. Like climate action, it's such a big and complex issue and it can be existentially frightening to engage with. And there's a lot of aspects to the science and to the solutions that people have to try and get their heads around. So Mm. where do you suggest people start? I think that is so, that's such a good point that you raise. I think for a lot of people and also definitely for me to a certain extent, climate change is such a huge issue and it's scary. Sometimes when things are, are too big and they're out of people's control, you don't want to take action because you don't think that you as an individual can make a difference. Um, so it's easy to just say, no, nah, I'm stepping out here. Other people will fix that. But I think the most important thing that you can do, and I mean, I can really only, I guess, share from my journey is try and educate yourself in terms of watching interesting documentaries or reading different articles about climate action. Listen, Listening to podcasts is a huge one for me in terms of trying to educate myself and like I said before, I'm definitely not an expert. I haven't studied environmental science or anything like that, but I'm just trying to educate myself on what is happening, why it's happening, where the world needs to move, and, and also, I guess, what the policies within our government are at the moment and, and why decisions are being made. I think it's just really important to try and learn a little bit more. And I think the other thing is to actually look at how climate change is impacting your everyday life. Like I said, those examples before an AFLW example for me, but most people have an element of connection with the natural world, right? Like when I grew up, I constantly was exploring, being outside, playing sport. And if we don't do anything about climate change, we're not going to be able to continue to do those things because there's going to be severe weather events that are worsening. The temperatures are going to be way too hot. You know, I think you have to look for how it affects you in your everyday life to really think, okay, actually, I need to step in here and and see what I can do. As an athlete, this is what I'm trying to do and I'm trying to engage with this group. I'm signing that open letter by the cool down. Those sort of things. You've just got to find your personal connection to what's happening and then look at how you can make a difference, if that makes sense. Yeah, it absolutely does. I think, you know, for me, it's been COVID and thinking about Mm -hmm. the way that a pandemic has impacted on our lives and what a lockdown has meant and, you know, not being able to do the things that we normally do. And Mm. I've used that as a bit of a wake up call for what it would mean if we're living in a climate where the temperature rises by another, you know, one and a half, two degrees. And I guess that's kind of put a rocket behind my learning about this. 
Mm. You recently spoke at the Global Race to Zero Summit. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so I was on a panel um, with Tom Campbell, who's one of the co-founders of AFL Players for Climate Action, Liz Ellis, obviously most people know who Liz Ellis is, also Ace, who's a surfer and a very active in the climate space, and he's worked on a lot of different campaigns, which has been amazing. And we spoke with Emma Pocock, who is from Front Runners, and we all spoke about why climate action is important to us, why we're speaking out about this and how climate change is impacting sport. But people also spoke about it from a personal level as well. You know, Ace and and Tom, to a certain extent, were both talking about how they want their future kids to to be able to participate in sport. Liz comes from a farming family and, you know, obviously climate change is really impacting that as well. So the discussion was really about how climate change is impacting us as athletes and why we're involved in, in the things that we're involved in at the moment. It's really just about us wanting to use our platform as athletes and as part of major sporting organisations within Australia to urge really positive action as quickly as we can. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Emma Carney and you're listening to The Outer Sanctum. It's great seeing how AFLM and AFLW players are working together. Have you experienced that power of working together before? Yeah, definitely. I mean, from a further back perspective, we definitely work with the boys at the club at the Giants. I know we've had a couple of different training sessions together and when you are in that environment, I know us as AFLW players, our standards have definitely lifted when we do work with the boys and and you can learn so much from each other as well. So obviously AFLW is a very new system and we're learning a lot from the boys in terms of their attitude to training, their recovery, how they go into a game, all that kind of stuff. I think you can learn from the AFLM because they've been doing it for a really long time. But at the same time, I think they can learn a lot from the AFLW players as well, definitely in terms of of work-life balance and balancing a career and football, you know, working out how to stay motivated when when you're going to train and you don't really want to because you've been working all day, all Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. Like there's definitely different skill sets and I think we're both learning from each other and I hope we can continue to do that more and more. From an AFL Players for Climate Action perspective as well, obviously Jasper Pittard is one of the co-founders along with Tom Campbell, both AFL slash ex-AFL players, and they've reached out to the AFLW and AFL men's. And I think that really if, if we can be on the same page, that's a really, really powerful force and hopefully we can continue to encourage other players to get more involved and other players to be more aware of what's going on. And hopefully we can then speak to fans more easily because it's a broader group of people, so you're reaching a bigger audience. And we can talk to the AFL as well. So, yeah, I definitely think there's there's a huge power in combining and or joining forces. What do you say to people who say athletes should just stick to sport and not get political? 
Yeah, I think it's an interesting one and, and obviously that's sort of brought up a little bit. What I would say is I think that sport is a huge opportunity to drive really positive change. So many people watch sport and look at athletes and, and look to their messaging and their beliefs to inform their own decisions and athletes are, are really big role models for a lot of Australians we play sport to entertain people and because we love it. But I just think that because so many people watch sport, there's just such a huge opportunity to be able to encourage positive change and, and spread really positive messages. I think why wouldn't you use that opportunity as athletes to, to do something like that and, and make a difference? The Giants took a leading role in helping the community of Western Sydney during the pandemic with thousands of meals delivered, for example. What can you tell us about the relationship between the football club and the community? Yeah, it's obviously Greater Western Sydney is a huge community in Sydney and it's a really, really important part of the club. The Giant Hand program has been a fantastic initiative that's been led by Ali Farage, who's the, the head of community at the Giants. And I think for us, the Giants... As an AFL club, we're positioned in a, a spot where AFL is not is not a big sport in that area yet. It will be. <laughs> AFL isn't anywhere near as big, but it is growing. And a, a really important part of the Giants being able to, to grow and develop is to engage that community and really feel that the community feels as though they're supporting them. I think that's, that's really important. And the Giants is such a family-orientated club. I know that when players have come to the Giants over the last five years, heading into the sixth year of AFLW now, the first comment is always that it's so family-orientated and really community-focused. And I think that that's a huge pull to the Giants. And a big part of that is because we love to engage the community. We really support the community around us, as you can see by that Giant Hand program. And mm. Yeah, I think we love being able to engage with, with young kids and, and people who are playing sport. And even if they are playing sport, if we can get them into more of a healthy lifestyle, playing sport from a young age, that's that's really important for the, the growth and development of, the, of Greater Western Sydney as well. So, yeah, it's definitely a huge part of the Giants Football Club. Well, it's been lovely to see and you can clearly see how important community is to the Giants. Talking about the growth of, of football in New South Wales, we're looking to an expanded competition. So we'll have one more season and then there's going to be another club in New South Wales mm. with Sydney. Now, do I have this right that you were a Swan supporter in a past life? <laughs> in a past life, I may or may not have been a Sydney Swan <laughs> supporter. You're not wrong. Um, no, I, Are you, you know, going to get lured away? <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, I'm, I'm very, very invested in the Giants as a club. I've been there for five years now in the leadership group there and I'm working actually there on the business side of the club starting next week. So, look, I'm really invested in what the Giants is trying to do as a club in terms of, of leading the way for women's football as well. They've been a huge factor in that. And the other thing is, is obviously AFLW has grown tremendously over the last few years and we will start to see success as a club at the Giants as well, but that's because we've, we've learnt so much along the way and I feel mm. like particularly with this season I've never felt more confident and um, I've never had more belief in the systems that, that we've got in place at the moment and I know that we're there because we've learnt so much over the last five years. So, look, I'm, I'm very invested in the, 
football club. And I think it's exciting as well, but there's another club coming to Sydney. In terms of growing the competition, that's obviously super exciting. And I know that I'm, I'm sure the Swans community and the Swans football club um, fans as well will look forward to having an AFLW team as well. And I think it'll be great to have a little bit of rivalry in Sydney too. I know that's such a big part of the men's game, the Swans versus the Giants. And I look forward to that with the AFLW too. Oh, we look forward to it as well. What are you looking forward to the most about the next season? <sighs> Playing at the moment. Getting your shoulder right. <laughs> <laughs> Getting my shoulder right. I'm really excited about the group we have at the moment. We've got a lot of young girls that have joined the team and they obviously bring a lot of energy. They're young footballers, but they also have a, like a bit of confidence about them, like a bit of like... A bit of attitude and I don't mean that in an arrogant way because they're not arrogant they just have a bit of like let's do this like I'm going to take it on which I'm still working on so I'm impressed that they've got that attitude and we've obviously got some fantastic recruits as well I, I just mentioned you guys were speaking to Chloe a couple of episodes ago and she's obviously in the leadership group as well she brings a wealth of experience from rugby sevens and um, we've also got Katie Loins who's joined us um, from Carlton and Jazz Grierson has come up as well. So I think we've got that really nice balance of a fresh group who bring a lot of really good traits to the club. And I'm really excited to see how we gel moving forward. Is that a dog in the background? That is my dog barking and I don't know why she's barking. <laughs> anyway. She's a cutie, that dog. I've seen her on Instagram. Yeah, she's, she's very small. So you've mentioned a job at the club, yep. but I know that you have done a bit of travel in your past mm -hmm. and you've done a bit of coaching when you've been travelling through Europe and mm -hmm. coaching Australian rules football. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. I went to Europe in 2019 and was lucky enough to do some work with AFL Europe as a development officer. And essentially before I said yes to doing that. I was going to travel anyway. And then I was lucky enough to meet the chairman of AFL Europe, who is a lovely guy, Oliver. And he spoke to me about potentially taking up a role coaching when I was over there. And at the start, I was like, oh, I just want to travel. You know, I just want to be free, live the life. And he was like, no, no, I think this would be really good. I think this would be really good. And I was like, okay, fine, I'll do it. Anyway, best decision I've ever made to say yes to that. I don't even know why I was questioning it because when I got over there, it was honestly the best experience um, I've had, I think, in my life so far. I, I got to travel and whenever I went to a new place, I'd make sure I messaged in advance whoever was in charge of the club or the country's AFL clubs and organise when to go to training. I'd rock up to training, meet the team who were often obviously mostly locals, depending on where there was a lot of expats, but mostly locals and We'd just have a training session and then they'd take me to their favourite restaurant or whatever and I might go to another one or, you know, another training session or whatnot. And it was just such a good experience being able to get overseas, coach AFL and, and realise how much people love it overseas as well. It was just an amazing experience and I hope that the game can continue to grow overseas because we know obviously in Australia how great AFL is and I think it's a sport that combines so many different skills and it just has such a great sense of community as well AFL and mm. if it can continue to grow overseas and I, I know that it will because I've, I've seen it in Europe it's amazing over there I know that America's interested you know there are a lot of places that are starting to think 
this is a really great game. But getting overseas and, and coaching AFL over there was an unreal experience and I hope to go back. Well, I love hearing about your work through community and I love hearing about using football as a platform and thank you for lending your voice to these projects on climate action. They're really important and we wish you all the best for your rehab and for a really successful season six. Thanks so much for being part of the Outer Sanctum this week. Thanks so much, Lucy. It was a pleasure to be on here. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.